Welcome to Like a Watered Garden, the podcast that shows you how to personalize the Holy Scriptures to help you overcome, become, and flourish in bio, psycho, social, emotional, and spiritual ways. So we may feel, as Isaiah says, like a watered garden and a spring whose waters fail not. I'm your host, Dr. Christina Hibbert, clinical psychologist, author, wife and mom, and member of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I love the gospel of Jesus Christ, and I love the research-backed principles of psychology, and I especially love combining the two. That's what we'll be doing here, so let's get started. All right, we are back for our second mini episode on the creation story as a model for our own creation. Today we're talking about day two of creation, which I call atmosphere of life sustaining air. Ah, doesn't that sound nice? Don't we all need a little bit extra life sustaining air? I sure feel like I do. I don't know about you. So to get us started, I wanted to read a quote from James Farrell, who is the author of The Hidden Christ. This is page nine. He said, what does the creation story have to do with me today? For most of my life, I thought the creation story was just about the formation of an earth. I wasn't so sure that it mattered much today. But then I noticed something amazing. The creation story was about me. I'm quite serious. The creation is not merely the story of a heavenly body. It is also metaphorically the story of the creation of heavenly beings. Me, you, all of us. So when we study the creative progression of the earth, we're actually also learning about our own mortal and eternal progression. When we see that, the creation matters today. Don't you agree? I sure do. The creation matters today because it is the story, not just of the creation of the earth, but is the story of the creation of heavenly beings. How do we become? How do we become more like God, more like our Savior, Jesus Christ? The creation story shows us a way and gives us ideas for each step of that journey Today being step two, our step one in day one was to see the light, right? Get out of the dark and see the light. Let that light in and see the good and focus on those things and get all that set up. And now we are doing an atmosphere of life sustaining air. We began our exploration of the creation story and the lessons that we can learn for how we can create the world or ourselves, our minds, our relationships, our energy, our time, everything as we desire. Now, last time we talked a little bit about that word desire and how important it is that we actually have righteous desires for the things that we want to become and to be and also to overcome and also desires for the things we want to flourish in and the ways in which we want to flourish as well. We spoke of dividing the light from the dark, from seeing reality and envisioning what it is we desire. And now we're looking to day two And we're going to be in Moses chapter 1, verses 6 through 8. Again, these go right along with Genesis chapter 1, and you can follow along there too. I just prefer this version because of the way that it's personalizing God speaking to us. And it says, quote, and again, I, God, said, 
let there be a firmament in the midst of the water. And it was so, even as I spake. And I said, let it divide the water from the waters. And it was done. And I, God, made the firmament and divided the waters, yea, the great waters under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so, even as I spake. And I, God, called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. If we look at the footnote there for heaven, the footnote says the whole expanse around about the atmosphere and beyond. What is the whole expanse surrounding you? What is your current atmosphere? What is your current heaven, meaning that expanse around you? What is around you and influencing you? Now, there's a theory that a lot of people talk about, which is that we become most like the five people we spend the most time around. So who do you spend the most time with? I've always thought, well, that means I'm going to end up like a 12-year-old boy because I've had so many sons and young people around me and also my husband sometimes thinks he's a 12-year-old boy, I'm pretty sure. Um, but, you know, who are we spending time with? What are we spending time with? Because nowadays, it's not just a physical person, but also what we're listening to, what we're putting into our minds, what we're watching on TV. And how is that influencing you, that environment around you? So if we started by looking at dividing the light from the dark and seeing what we need to work on, what's going well, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the exceptional... Then today we focus on, now we need to set up some support. That's the way I look at this. Step two, day two, is a day of creating support that can keep us going in the ways that we need to go as we're seeking to create. A lot of people skip this. They don't do this and they miss out on the support that they need. If you recall in the episode where I mentioned the spiral of change and how it goes up and down and all around and how that spiral of change really has six stages of change that we go back and forth on all the time, then we're looking at this as sort of one of those stages being contemplation and probably preparation for taking action. We're actually preparing, we're making a plan, we're setting things in place that can bring us success and support us once we start taking action, and that's where most people fail when they're trying to change their lives. So if you think about what is the expanse, the whole expanse surrounding you, the whole expanse around, about, the atmosphere, and beyond is what we're talking about when we're saying heaven. And what is that surrounding you? Brother Farrell, again, the author of The Hidden Christ, a wonderful book to go along with the Old Testament. He says... In the beginning, before it had taken up orbit around a source of light, the earth was empty, desolate, and dark. This seems a pretty good description of man's state, so long as he insists on living for himself, on his own terms, refusing to hearken to the light of Christ. But his spirit moved upon the darkness, and the earth moved into proximity with the light. So let's pause here. The spirit moved upon the darkness, and as that happened, the spirit moved, and then the earth moved into proximity with the light. So the, the elements are obeying the promptings of the spirit that are trying to act upon these elements. We are also creatures to act and be acted upon. This is a, a doctrine we get from the Book of Mormon. 
Are you allowing God to act upon you? And what other sources are you allowing to act upon you, to influence you, to push you to do things? Hopefully, if you are being acted upon, it is by good influences, good people, people who have your best interests at heart, who are trying to help you grow and become something more like Christ. So to continue with Brother Farrell's insight here, under the influence of the light, a firmament or atmosphere of life-sustaining air was formed above and around the earth. In application to ourselves, we might consider this to be a representation of the nourishing influence of the spirit in our lives. Under the influence of this light and within the protective canopy of this air or spirit, the earth began to come to life. Isn't this exactly what happens to us when we are nourished by the spirit and bathed by the light? We too come to life, as it were, and begin to bring forth good fruit, end quote. Again, James Farrell, The Hidden Christ, page 13. What is your atmosphere of life-sustaining air? Do you have the influence of the light in your life right now? And what does that look and feel like for you? Do you have a protective canopy of this air or spirit that can help you come to life like it helped the earth to? So the earth began to come to life only once this protective air and this protective life-sustaining properties and spirit were put into place around it. And we are no different. We cannot come to life in the good and best ways if we do not have the spirit with us and have this life-sustaining air this whole expanse surrounding us. The elements literally obey the Savior. They come into line. The earth comes up to meet the air. They come into their perfect spheres and orbits. If you think about this atmosphere that we have around the earth and how perfectly it goes right around the shape of the earth and the earth stays where it needs to be, they move into alignment with the light. The light being the spirit, the light being God, the light being whatever God commands, so too must we obey if we are to create what we desire in our lives, right? So the question is, what do you need to create your atmosphere of life-sustaining air? What would that look like for you, an atmosphere of life-sustaining air? And secondly, how can you move into alignment with the light more effectively? How can you be like the elements and obey and do what the Lord asks you to do and move into the space that he wants you in in your life to do the things that you are supposed to be doing, just like the earth and the sun and the stars and the moon all are in their orbit, in their place, doing their job, their calling, their creation, the thing they were created to be and do. Are we doing the same? I know that as we make an effort to move toward the light, even if we just want to move, we just have a desire, even if we just turn a tiny bit toward the light, we can find more light. Think about this example. Let's say it's a freezing cold day, but the sun is out. This happens a lot in Flagstaff, Arizona, where I live. It's often sunny and deceptively warm looking outside, but it's really freezing cold. And so if you go outside and you're standing with the sun to your back, imagine that, and you're freezing and you're just trying to bundle up, the wind is blowing and you are freezing. Why are you so cold? 
Well, for one, it's a cold day. But for two, you are turned away from the light. You're not walking or turned or facing the light. You're not walking into it. You're turned away. You're causing a shadow. So the shadow is caused by the light, yes, but really it's caused by the object blocking the light, which in this case is us if we're not turned toward the light. So can we turn around? What happens if you turn around and you have the sun shining on your face? It's still cold. It's still windy. But you will feel the warmth of the sun and it'll warm you up a little bit. It'll help you feel better. It'll help you along with whatever you need to be doing out in that cold. So we need to get ourselves out of the way and turn around and let that light hit us. We need to move toward the light, find the light, because the light is everywhere. It's in nature, it's in beauty, it's in meditation and mindfulness, it's in the scriptures. Hopefully it's in this podcast, hopefully it's in your friends and family and the good people around you and good books, good shows, maybe even a good movie, right? The light is everywhere. And we find that quite literally the air we breathe brings more life into our lives. But are we breathing the air? We might have air around us. We might be able to breathe, but are we actually breathing? Last year, after I was told I was, quote, done with treatment, with surgeries, after 13 surgeries and after chemotherapy and lots of complications, I found myself so worn out, so weak. My core was really damaged from surgeries. I was having trouble with What I didn't know at the time was gastroparesis, which I now know that's what it is. I was literally struggling to breathe. My core was so changed and had been so messed up that I couldn't catch my breath. And I was trying to start to exercise a little bit. I was doing physical therapy and occupational therapy. I was really in rehab. And I even bending over to touch my toes, I would just be gasping for air. So I tried to do more mindfulness and meditation just focused on breathing. And I found that it brought more air into my body. And when I brought more air into my body, I felt less panicky. I felt less afraid. I felt stronger. I was more capable and able to do the things that I couldn't otherwise do. And that is exactly what happens when we breathe that air in and that light in from our Savior. Physically, literally it can happen, and also mentally, emotionally, socially, spiritually, it can happen as well. We find that as we breathe more air, as we bring that in, we have more life in our lives. If we look at Doctrine and Covenants 11, verses 12 to 14, it says, Put your trust in that spirit which leadeth to do good, yea, to do justly, to walk humbly, to judge righteously, and this is my spirit. Verily I say unto you, I will impart unto you of my spirit, which shall enlighten your mind, which shall fill your soul with joy, and then shall ye know, or by this shall ye know, all things which are pertaining unto things of righteousness, in faith, believing in me that you shall receive So are we putting our trust in Christ? In order to desire righteously, to create, even to see the reality that we talked about with day one, we must rely on the Spirit. We must yoke ourselves to the Spirit and partner with Christ. He will enlighten us. He will fill us with joy. He will help us to have the strength and the breath that we need. And to know 
that he stands ready to offer help whenever we need it. But we have to turn to him. The only barrier to seeing those righteous desires fulfilled is, is me, is you. We stand in our way. The only barrier to greater light is me. If I'm standing the wrong way, not facing the right way, facing the sun, which is the sun, the son of God, if we're not facing him. So don't hold yourself back. Open yourself up and receive all the Lord desires to give. Some things you can do to do this. Number one, imagine yoking yourself to the spirit. Literally, you know, if you think of a yoke with oxen, it's a, it's a piece of wood or metal or something that makes the two beasts side by side partners. And they, they walk together and share the load. So we can walk literally arm in arm with our Savior through our daily tasks. You can pray for this gift. You can do all you can to remember it and have that visual with you throughout the day. If you look and if you listen to episode four, Enoch, we're talking about walking with God and some ways to do that as well. So that could be very helpful for you as well. Another idea, pray for inspiration to just see what you need to be doing, what your atmosphere of life-sustaining air will look like. At the beginning of each day, you can ask to see throughout the day what you need to support you through your personal growth work, through your trying to become more like Christ, whatever you want to call it. And then at the end of the day, you can look for and note anything that you've learned and the answers, and they will come. I, I, I know that because I've seen it in my life so many times. You can also prayerfully read Doctrine and Covenants 11 and seek counsel about your righteous desires and what might be standing in your way. That's a great chapter about righteous desires if you want to learn more about that. And then make the changes in your life as you start to understand what your atmosphere of life-sustaining air should look like, what it should include. Make the changes. For me, my atmosphere of life-sustaining air needs to include daily prayer all the time, not just once, but two, three, four, five, ten times sometimes, daily scripture study. It also, for me, includes mindfulness meditation, um, like the spirit meditation that we do in episode four. If you haven't done that, go do that. It's wonderful to get you in tune with life-sustaining air and your own breath and, and your own spirit, in fact. And for me, journaling is a huge part of that life-sustaining air. Having therapy for me right now is part of that. And also talking with friends or my husband when I really need help or answers or I just need to get it out of me. And literally doing exercise to increase my air. I have a book, Eight Keys to Mental Health Through Exercise, you can check out or free resources and articles on my website, drchristinahibber.com about that. But it is definitely key and essential to literally increasing your air and your ability to breathe through walking or yoga or whatever works for you. I do bar. I'm literally gaining strength. And a year later, I can breathe normally again. And it's such a relief. So what do you need to put into play in your life to support yourself to care for you before you're really trying to undertake all of these things that you're trying to change and work on and grow. And remember, of course, pray and ask the Lord, what do you need from me? What do you need me to do? What do you want me to feel? Who do you want me to be? Remember these questions that I talked about that you can ask and he will give you answers. And if you listen, 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 
pondering. Meditation is great for this, for letting the answers come. I love to study scripture and then sit and meditate and see if there's more that's coming to my mind or write in my journal and then sit and meditate and then study scriptures because I feel like I'm more connected to the spirit. There's a lot of ways you can do this. There's no one right way and there's no one right thing. And finally, you can work on receiving those answers, that listening, getting still, be still and know God. I love that term because it means a few things. Be still and you will know God. Know God because you are still. And it's a commandment, like be still and know God, both those things, right? So all these three ways of thinking about, there's even more ways to think about it, I'm sure. But be still and know God and let him tell you what you need to do your day to work, which is to create an atmosphere of life-sustaining air. Next time, we'll be talking about day three of creation. And this will be all about gathering together after your kind. All right, and be sure to go to the website and download the study guide. We have a handout here that has some of the questions as well as a little summary and some of the quotes that I shared today as well. Hopefully we will see you back here for our next mini episode on day three. And I hope you'll join us for our regular episodes too as we learn, overcome, become, and flourish together. I'll see you next time.